Hey, what's up, guys? It's Liv, and we are back again today. Uh, <laughs> um, for all of my, like, three listeners, thank you for listening. Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> uh, it's been good. Honestly, this podcast has been really good for me in general, too, because it's it's growing me, and I don't know. There's just been a lot of good things that have come from it. So anyways, um, thank you for listening and sticking around if you have. If you're this is your first time listening, hey, how's it going? Hope all is well. Uh, so today, I want to talk about something that I really struggle with, um, and I'm sure everybody does to an extent. Uh, today, we're going to talk about rest, the dreaded R word rest. If you are a go-getter, that is such a hard word and it's not it's not as easy for some as it is for others. There are some people that are just great at resting and relaxing and I am not one of those people. Um, and I think we also just live in a world where we have become so accustomed to busyness and we wear busyness like a badge of honor about how busy we are and how swamped we are. And we're just go, go, going and we're just do, do, doing and and we never have any breaks and we never and we just we're constantly bragging about how little time we are resting or, you know, I mean, just talk to people, have a conversation with someone and talk about how much sleep they didn't get or how much work they've been doing and how they haven't had a second to rest and and we just like brag and about it and and we wear it like a badge of honor when in reality that's not what God calls us to and our mindset is so whack when it comes to rest. So anyways, uh, we're going to delve into um, and rest is a promise of God and it's something that he requires of us and actually wants of us. Okay, so we before I get into the actual, the other scriptures that I have, we'll, we'll gloss over the Olivia um, cliff notes of, of Genesis, right? And the creation of the world. So, so God creates the world, right? He creates the world. And then what does he do? He rests. All right. And this is in the very beginning. And so when you see it happening in the very beginning, the very beginning is the time when you want to set your standards, right? And set the pace for how you're wanting things to go. Okay, and this is God, so he's perfect. He's not out here making mistakes, doing things by happenstance. When he created the world, his intent was also to rest. Okay. So... Um, verse two, or so chapter two, verse two, and it says on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all of his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he rested from all of his work, which God had created and made. So he created an extra day for rest and then what? He blessed it. He blessed that rest. And he sanctified it. So he sanctified it. He set it apart. He said that that's a holy day. Because in it, he, he rested from all of his work, which God had created and had made. 
So the beginning standard was a standard for rest. That was the template for life is to have rest. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to go to one of my favorite books, which is Hebrews. Hebrews 4. And he's kind of talking about rest before then, but he's talking more about like the Israelites and entering into the promised land. And then uh, we're going to pick up on at verse 9, and we're just going to read 9 through 11. And it says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Okay, so I've read too far. But uh, <laughs> but they're talking about how this is the word of God. The word of God is saying rest, and then it, and then it talks about how powerful the word of God is. Okay. So we need to be diligent to enter into that rest. Again, I am not a Greek scholar, but my homie Merriam-Webster said it best, okay, when they're talking about diligence, okay? To be diligent is characterized by steady, earnest, and energetic effort, okay? So if I'm going to be diligent in pursuing rest, I'm going to have to be steady. I'm going to have to give a steady, earnest, and energetic effort. That's how I'm going to go about getting rest in my life. So it doesn't just happen by accident. Entering into that rest of God. And when I enter into that rest of God, like that's the thing is because a lot of times we want to be doing and we think about all the things we can get accomplished, especially if you're a go-getter and someone who's really goal-oriented. You think about all the things that you could get done. And that's great. But when I'm just doing everything on my own, I'm not trusting God to do his part. And I'm not acknowledging his capabilities because I'm just doing everything. And there are so many studies on how much like your brain needs rest and your body needs rest. And there's lots of things in that. I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to delve into that. But, but God designed us this way. God created the world and he created time. And in the midst of him creating time, he created rest. And so have you been resting? Because I know in my world, I have not been. And I think with the holiday, when with the holidays like happen, just having happened and stuff, and you think about all the time that you have, like you get a couple extra days here and there, which is sad that it's just a couple of extra days. But but in the midst of that, then you kind of get to rest if you're not running from one family event to the next or one other social event to the next. But we maybe have a little bit more time to acknowledge that we need rest during this season. But it was meant to be a constant in our life. We were, we were meant to have that weekly. God designed rest. It's of God. And it's hard to, if you are someone who's goal-oriented, it's hard to kind of shut that part of your brain off. Um, but then that's where faith and trust comes in. Having to have that faith and trust God with my rest. Of like, okay, I'm resting 
but I'm also trusting in you, God, because there's all these things I need to do. There's all these things that I have going on. I don't know how I'm going to get them all done, right? Because it's a never ending to-do list. It's such a vicious cycle because you start in the midst of your busyness and you just jump from one thing to the next and it never ends. Like it's never going to end. I don't know why we tell ourselves that we're going to reach this point and then there's going to be a break or whatever, because it never happens. <laughs> so you have to prioritize rest and realizing that it's a call of God. It's something that he requires of us. If God decided that he could rest and that he, if he decided that rest was a mandatory and if he even, even himself, if he rested, what makes you think that you're better than God and not needing to rest? Uh, then I'm going to read in Matthew. Good old Matthew. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Okay. And so it says, come to me. This is Jesus speaking. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So who do we come to? We come to Jesus. If you're laboring, if you're, if you're heavy laden, and what is his promise? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And for those of you who don't understand that reference of a yoke, which the word talks about a yoke, like a yoke a lot, um, you know, don't be unequally yoked. And people also take that scripture out of context, which... I don't want to completely go down that rabbit hole either. But uh, if you are aware of farming at all, okay, and what a yoke is, it makes a lot more sense. So um, I live in the middle of nowhere, and I grew up on the prairie. But for real, uh, my grandpa was born in 1921, so he has a shop that has all of this old equipment and he's kept all of this old equipment and um some of it a lot of it actually he had used in his lifetime so it wasn't like this is just decoration but a yoke if you are familiar with farming or not if if not it's literally like I don't even want to say it's like a headpiece. It's more like a neck piece that you use to link any form of like, whether it's donkeys or ox, oxen, or whether it's um, cows, horses, whatever. And it's basically just like a wooden beam that connects, that pairs animals together in order for them to carry a heavy load. Okay, so if you have time, Google it because Google is very much free. All right. <laughs> but so when they're talking about being yoked and normally like so when you're yoked to something, you're connected to somebody, 
right? Like one animal is connected to another animal and then they are carrying a load or they are carrying equipment or they're doing something like carrying the equipment that's plowing the ground or they're, so they're partnering with another animal or hopefully the same breed and type of animal that can carry the weight and distribute it evenly. And then they're carrying a load or doing work together. Okay. And so when they talk about being yoked, it's just like oxen or it's just like cows or horses or donkeys or whatever. Um, and, and so when he's saying my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So he's saying connect with me and this isn't going to be a heavy load that we're having to carry. It's not going to burden you. And, and so a lot of times, and if you really like, I really encourage you to look it up because it makes so much more sense. And the same thing when they talk about being unequally yoked, because people take that out of, out of context and they say like, don't, you know, people will go so hard and into the ditch of like, I can't talk to anybody who's not saved. And it's like, well, then how do you expect people to get saved if you're never interacting with anybody in the world? Like people, and they go so far as like, I'm not going to talk to anybody or I'm not going to be around anybody that's not Christian enough. Right. And it's like, cause the Bible talks about not being unequally yoked. And it's like, yes, it does talk about being unequally yoked, but that's saying, okay, you shouldn't be connecting with people and carrying the weight of life with people that aren't at your level or at, at that level of spiritual. And that's, so it's not saying that you can't ever interact with other people outside of it, but it's saying the people that you choose to hunker down and carry the load of life with and yoke to and be bonded to, you shouldn't be unequally yoked in that area. You shouldn't be, you, they shouldn't be, you shouldn't have an ox and a tiny little donkey trying to carry the same load. Does that make sense? Like, it, and if, and because if you look at it too, okay, you can't really carry, you can't really have yokes. If you have a big old ox and a little old donkey, the height difference alone, and the and the size difference, they're not going to be able to carry the same load. But even to be able to be yoked together is is very very difficult if you can do it. That's what that means. So it's not saying like normally it's two of a kind of an animal that they have carrying yoked together to carry and do whatever they're going to be doing, whatever kind of labor that they're doing. So you're going to have two oxen or two horses or two cows or two donkeys, and they're going to be doing that work together. And they're normally about the same height, the same build, the same weight, whatever. That's, that's the key to having a good yoke. Okay. And so that's what they talk about when being unequally yoked. It's not this, like, I don't know, people just turn it into rocket science and, and sometimes, okay, there are, there are some figurative things in the Bible, but they're also very literal in the Bible as well. And so, and they normally end up having like dual meanings, but Jesus, especially, he used a lot of examples of like things that were around them to demonstrate what he was trying to get his point across to. So anyways, yoke his yoke is easy and his burden is light so when i join together with god the burden is light and so maybe you're feeling like you have a heavy burden maybe like you're because i think we're all aware that we do need rest but do we actually take the time like we can acknowledge that we need rest but we don't actually allow ourselves a place for rest 
And so I encourage you to start doing that. You make better decisions when you're well-rested. It's easier to go after life when you have rest and when there's space for rest. I think I've, I have, I am known for like running myself into the ground until my body gets physically sick and I literally cannot and I have to rest. God doesn't want your life to be that. And so you need to physically rest your body, but then also mentally, spiritually, emotionally, we need to rest in God. And we need to take that time to acknowledge like, okay, God, you got this. This isn't me. This isn't all about me. And even though I make all my great valiant efforts in my mind, I can't do it without you. And I can't do it well without you. And my mind and my soul just needs rest. It just needs rest. And the only way that I'm going to get rest is through faith. By faith. By faith. That's the only way I'm going to get to enter into that rest and experience true rest is putting my faith and trust in God. And he is so capable. Like, that's the thing. It's not like he's incapable of handling all this stuff. He is. He's so capable. I'm just bad at trusting. (laughs) And so I just want to encourage you, prioritize rest this year, coming into this new year. But also, not just resting my body or I'm just taking a day, but resting in God and trusting in him and what he has for you. Entering into true rest, yoking together with Jesus, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's worth it. He is our true place of rest. So anyways, your homework for the day is to look up what a yoke is. Because those verses will make a whole lot more sense to you by a simple little picture. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, that's what I have for you guys. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye.